Welcome to Bodcast, the business of dentistry podcast, brought to you by Practice Plan. Bodcast delivers the best business advice, real life stories, and practical hints and tips to make your practice a more profitable and sustainable business. And now, here's your host. Hi, everybody. I'm Michelle from Practice Plan, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Fiona, Fiona Elwood. Um, we're going to be talking a little bit about dental nursing. Fiona, a dental nurse by profession, could you just give us an introduction and background to how you got into dental nursing and perhaps talk us through your personal journey? Oh gosh, that's going to be a lifetime one. <laughs> it's a long journey now. So um, like very many dental nurses, I have to confess I fell into dental nursing. I went to do two weeks work experience from school um, and that's a lifetime ago, but I remember that I couldn't do what I wanted to do at work experience. And the only thing that was left was to, to go to a dental practice. Nobody wanted to go to a dental practice and work experience. So off I went thinking, oh, well, okay, I'll go and give it a go. And um, here I am 40 years later, still here, still waving the banners and shouting the odds. I think that's so true, isn't it? You know, we do tend to fall into this profession. But how important do you see that dental nurses are today in the day-to-day running of a practice? Basically, I don't, you can't run a practice without them. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks or says or, or does. It isn't just about regulation. It is about the fact that to be fluent and efficient and to run smoothly and to do the best for a patient, you need that dental nurse. You need to value that dental nurse and respect that dental nurse and create opportunities, but encourage them to be creative as well. Absolutely want to say that not all opportunities land on your doorstep. Not one of my opportunities landed on my doorstep. I've had to fight all the way for all of this time. I, th- I think definitely everybody, you know, at the moment that you talk to is feeling the pressure one way or another. And, you know, do you think that sort of many nurses are currently feeling really undervalued, underutilised? And, and what sort of tips can you give to a practice to think about upskilling maybe the dental nurses and, and giving that extra support? I think that's a question that I will keep quite short, although it'll be quite long for you, but I think it's a huge question. There's two questions, really. They are feeling undervalued, um, under-respected, not invested in. And I think it's a sign of the times. It's where we've been as well. It's nothing new. I think the pandemic has made it worse. But this has been going on for a long time. I wrote, I don't know whether you're familiar with it, but I wrote a paper last year and I wrote a, a, an article for a journal this year about nurses feeling undervalued. And we did a short survey actually, and we did it around retention and being valued. There is a, a lot being written about it. And actually what comes to the fore, I, I know a lot of nurses will sort of take a breath at this comment, but it isn't always about money. When we talk about value, it's not always about money. It is about the time you give them, mm. about respecting what efforts they put into their job and about respecting the time they need to do their jobs well, about asking them what they would like to do, not just about what the business needs, but what they think they could contribute and how they think they could do it. You're turning that conversation round. Not only do you value them, but you're listening to the fact that they've perhaps got some things planned that you could capitalise on in the business. Mm, Absolutely. you don't see it like that. And the thing about upskilling that, Language is really important to me because it comes through the mentorship. I think it's about seeing value, creating value. Upskilling to me almost makes it sound like 
that they need to be better. And, you know, some nurses want to be the best they can be doing the things they do well, and they don't want to advance their skills and take additional roles on. They want to celebrate being damn good at what they do, and we forget that. Yes, you're so right, though. Uh, just a thank you and a, some appreciation at the end of the day goes such a long way, doesn't mm-hmm. it? So, But what opportunities are there out there for nurses to upscale? There are a huge amount of opportunities, but as I said before, and I really want to make clear, they don't land on your doorstep. You know, if, you, if they do, you're fortunate and you're one of very few. But if I look at my career, which is quite a scary career when I put it on paper, and I've had two recently, you know, I set off as a nurse. I never believed I was just a nurse because I don't believe in that saying. It really, really makes me angry. Very few things make me angry, but nobody's just a dental nurse. But if I think of all the opportunities that only have I created, I, I've taken qualifications, awards coming out of my ears. I've tried to hold discussions and webinars to try and straighten out this thinking about you have to grab every additional qualification, every additional course that comes up. People spend lots of money doing things that are perhaps not pertinent to the business or perhaps won't carry you forward or perhaps not true qualifications. So... If we change that conversation from qualifications and courses to roles, that's a different ballgame, absolutely different ballgame. You don't always need qualifications and courses to do different roles within a company or within a setting or within a group. If I think that I've done mentoring, I went off on an education pathway, I was a tutor, I was an assessor, I've gone into university working, I've written education courses, I've got two roles with the General Dental Council, so I sit on the Education Inspectors uh, panel. I'm also part of the Overseas Registration panel. I've been part of the Education Board at the Royal College of Edinburgh. I was the first dental care professional to be given an honorary fellowship at the Royal College of Surgeons England. You know I've done my mentorship, I've done my leadership, I've done an undergraduate course in education, I've done a master's in education, I've done a postgraduate certificate in public health. I've done a postgraduate certificate in human factors. And I, I must, must talk a little bit about that if we get time, because that's been a phenomenal journey as well. Now I'm doing my doctorate, but I've also led on different programmes. I'm a trustee for DentAid as a charity, so you can get involved with that. I set up Society of British Dental Nurses. I set up the Dental Professional Alliance Group, which is all of the chairs from all of the dental professional groups and that's useful too that we all talk to each other because we're very good at talking in silos yes hugely good at talking in silos but we never sit around a table and say to the clinical dental technicians how does my work affect you mm-hmm. how many of us talk to technicians that joined up communication oh, again gosh. isn't it that's and what we fall down professionals as well yes you know we've got dental nurses that i work with who work in care homes, who work with, you know, those care homes have got no idea about the infection control that they needed to have. They actually moved into care homes in the pandemic. And those nurses, those dental nurses, actually prevented infections that stopped hospital admissions, that reduced pneumonia. The team that I work with are just fabulous. There's no end to the skill set. I could go, I mean, I set up the International um, Dental Assistance and Dental Nursing Federation as well. We've got different names in different countries. I speak in Brussels in a fortnight. I'm an external examiner in Scotland, in Ireland, uh, you know, and, and at Portsmouth as well. 
So don't tell me there are opportunities for nurses, but it's about getting them out there, getting them down and helping people find pathways. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more, Fiona. I mean, dental nurses, the backbone of any practice, for all of those that have worked in practice will know, yeah. they're so, so important in and the And I've role. missed out the receptionist manager and I would never miss them out because they're no. invaluable. Of course. It's about all the team being yeah. involved, isn't it? And I remember knowing their importance to that bigger sort of picture, really. But Fiona, it's been really lovely talking to you today and hopefully some of the dental nurses out there will understand that we do appreciate them, you know, and thank you for shining a light on where they can go to get more help, you know, and definitely sort of take those qualifications forward for the ones that want to do that, of course. Yeah. And the ones that are happy, we really appreciate them. Yeah. So thank, thank you very much and thank you listeners for listening in today. We hope you've enjoyed the session.